0: Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a heart centered podcast dedicated to community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. I'm Shawna. I'm Cindy. Welcome. It's nice to have you here with us today. Settle in, grab a cup of tea, cup of coffee, maybe a nice cold drink. Cindy showed up with a very creamed uh, iced coffee this yes. morning.
1: It was a medium pistachio cream with coffee and a sugar.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Pistachio?
1: I'm all about the flavored iced coffee. Now you need to tell me. You didn't tell me there was pistachio oh, in there. so the place that I go, Heavenly Donuts, little plug for Heavenly Donuts, they have about 100 billion different flavors of coffee. So pistachio is the one that I get for the ice. But is that like the shot that they put no. in? No. No, it's like cooked in the bean. Okay. So it's so not like a sugar you're flavor. speaking my
0: language. Yeah. I love pumpkin coffee in the fall, mm-hmm. but I don't want something added that tastes like pumpkin, like roomy yeah. pumpkin coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm all over it. So yeah. that's what this is. It's like
1: the New England coffee that you see in the store. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. that. So it's in the bean. It's not like a separate, like, you know, because yeah, Dunkin' Donuts those things. tastes like, you that's know, bad. like your teeth hurt when you take a sip. It's, it's, it's like, so... ah! <laughs> no, that's much better.
0: So yeah, iced coffee. Grab an iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Today we are talking about expectations. The topic of expectations. I have touched on this. We have. I have another episode about expectations, but I wanted to revisit it now um, because I myself have been in this place of disappointment and resentment because of my expectations of myself, my expectations of other people. So I wanted to I wanted to revisit this topic.
1: Something that you can always learn from when you discuss it. Absolutely. It. It's
0: a nice reminder, mm-hmm. right, of, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I have been setting high expectations of other people as mm-hmm. well as myself. Yeah. I want to start off with something that has helped me countless times and I I tweak it a little bit here and there so for those who who know me I love working with affirmations that was like my first practice right Mm. from the start right from the gate the affirmation I want to share with you right now is I forgive you for not being the person I expected you to be and I forgive myself for expecting too much of you
1: I love that last part because you can kind of make yourself feel guilty for holding other people to your standards. Right. But when you release yourself from that burden, it just it's like this relief. Like you can just feel your shoulders drop when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me repeat that again.
0: I forgive you and I I suggest, no, that's not the word. Um, not recommend. I invite you. That's the word I want to use. Okay. I invite you to write this down. I forgive you for not being the person I expected you to be. And I forgive myself for expecting too much of you. It is a light and freeing feeling, isn't it? It is.
1: It is because you're letting them off the hook, but you're also letting yourself off the hook at the same time, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. I've tweaked that a little bit to, like, I forgive you for
0: not being the person I wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So, you know, you can play around with the words. But I wanted to start off with that affirmation because that has helped me a number of times over, you know, the past decade of my life using mm-hmm. that affirmation because it does give me that sense of being
1: free from resentment. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, because when you get mired in resentment, that can grow, and that can fester, and it can just, like, become a part of you, you know, and it's really unhealthy.
0: Yeah, so let me write resentment down, because that's going to be another uh, episode. <laughs> oh, <yes>. We're <laughs> going to go through all of the emotions <laughs> one by one. Only because I just, two days ago, I had to have a conversation with someone, and I said to them, I cannot move any further without saying this because resentment has started to build Mm -hmm. and i want to release that Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a beautiful thing it was a beautiful conversation so i was thrilled about that all right so let's get back to expectations high expectations lead to disappointment period Mm -hmm. and today we're going to be talking about uh, personal expectation collective expectation maybe we'll touch on collective expectation and individual expectation so to me, the personal expectation is the what I put upon myself. Right. The individual is what I put upon other people. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. I was wondering. This is
0: how I see it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: please jump in at any time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And then the collective, which we could look at right now, right, with everything going on. Oh, yeah. We expect, what do you expect from people in your community in regards to masks?
1: Oh, right. Yep. And, and that's
0: where the collective comes in. And that's where the problem comes in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Huge problem. It has been. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about personal expectations.
1: And these are the ones you have for yourself. You say. Yeah. Okay.
0: What, what are your thoughts around your own personal expectations of yourself and how those have worked for you? And
1: When I put expectations on myself, it's a very limiting feeling because I feel... I almost get the impression that if I do not live up to those expectations that I set for myself, that I'm failing. So instead of actually helping me to aspire to greater things, I think it sets me up for disappointment. Because Mm -hmm. if I don't make it exactly how I envisioned I should make it, then the whole journey was a waste of time, which we all know none of our experiences are ever a waste of time. I was just going to say that. They're all important and they all teach us something, even if they don't look real pretty when you're going through them. So I think that we need to be a little more flexible in how we envision. It's almost like setting goals. When you set goals, it's good to have something to, to reach to and to strive toward, but you can't forget who you become and what unfolds on the way to getting there. And enjoying the journey. Which right? a and lot of us don't do. Which
0: is, as far as I'm concerned, and I learned this, or I, I finally embraced this when I was at the Shadow Conference last year, is accepting failure, embracing failure Mm -hmm. because through failure we can learn yes and then try it again get back up pull up our bootstraps pull Mm -hmm. up our big girl panties try it again um and maybe that's another conversation that we can have as well is um yeah just totally what did i just say (laughs) (laughs) oh failure yeah embracing failure so um yeah the personal i have definitely put unrealistic expectations so that's another thing we could talk about too is the Mm -hmm. realistic expectations and the unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations and it always leads to disappointment yeah and it keeps me in that loop of the expectations the disappointment the resentment and the beating myself up Mm -hmm. you know so the inner critic kicks in my perfectionist kicks in Mm -hmm. And it's that vicious cycle that I've been living in for most of my life. So why do I want to continue (coughs) doing it?
1: It's just what you know. So it's always easy to continue what you know. It's like when you set yourself up to an expectation or to meet an expectation or you have these preconceived notions of something that you should do or be or have... You're not allowing life to unfold the way it's supposed to because you're not you are the architect of your experience, but there are unforeseen circumstances that you're going to come in contact with that may or may not alter that perceived expectation that you have. So it doesn't mean that it's failure or it's wrong, but if you hold too fast, it's like embracing the end result and not embracing the oh my process. God. I, was right? gonna about, I was just going to talk about it. I was just
0: going to mention the end yeah, result.
1: Right. Remaining right. detached. Mm-hmm. Detaching from the outcome.
0: It's so important. All right. So what is that? What would that do for my expectations? I guess that would release them. So would, I'm just going there for those of you who are listening. Mm-hmm. And you know, I do this a lot. So when you say something, I got to bring it in. Got it. And that detachment of an outcome. Mm hmm releases the unrealistic expectations that I place upon whatever it is I'm doing. Yes. Take this podcast, for instance, mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Since I started this, I've been really trying to detach from any sort of outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's been great because, I mean, yeah, I have some personal expectations. And we talked a little bit about that earlier, about how I want to present myself and sure. my, my ability to speak articulate my <laughs> articulate. thoughts
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah it, it definitely it gives that sense of freedom and who doesn't want more freedom mm,
1: exactly i know i do well because we imprison ourselves more often than anyone imprisons us right so yes. we're we're like the jailer and the inmate all in one and the jury and the jury and the executioner yeah seriously yeah. that's
0: what i was talking about that loop yeah of oh I failed or I didn't live up to what I expected myself to do or be and and now you suck Shauna and now let's you know try again Mm -hmm. now the individual now when I say individual I'm talking about other people so my expectations of you yes I am going back to the realistic and unrealistic expectations my realistic expectation of you today was that you were going to show up when you said that you did. Or said you were going to. And you did. And I didn't disappoint either one of us. We're, we're no disappointment at all right now. <laughs> That's a realistic expectation. Uh, correct. An unrealistic expectation would be that you were going to show up here dressed the way I thought you needed to be dressed to present
1: yourself even though we're not actually recording video today (laughs) but
0: you see what i'm saying so that's more of an
1: unrealistic expectation right correct yes and it's also unexpressed so 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 often we just assume people should know what we want them to do and how we want them to respond to something but we don't verbalize that we don't say that to them and we don't let them know that we don't communicate that because they should know right but then again they're we're expecting them to know what we already know and we're not inside their head and we're not in their body. So how can we expect them to be who we are when they're who they are?
0: Exactly. And that's where communication come into play. Yes. come into
1: play. Yes. Great
0: quote by William Shakespeare. Expectation is the root of all heartache. Expectation is the root of all heartache. I like that a lot. Me too. Because it does hurt to be disappointed. Um, You know, I'm going to get up for a second. None of you can see me, but I'm just going to tell you because what we were just talking about reminded me of The Four Agreements. And I have it right here.
1: It's a great book. I think I read that all in one day. It's a very easy read for those of you who have not
0: read this. Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. I highly recommend it. Okay. Don't make assumptions. (laughs) That's one of the agreements. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. When I was doing some talking points, taking some notes yesterday, I reflected on this. And then as soon as you were just done talking, I thought, oh, this is this communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the communication can even sound like this. So say I was expecting you to just assume I wanted an iced coffee because you were bringing one for yourself, even mm-hmm. though you did text me and <laughs> me if I wanted anything. I'm just saying. So if you didn't, if you showed up and you didn't have the iced coffee, I would be disappointed and I might actually feel some resentment. Mm
1: -hmm. And then my
0: energy may have been differently and I may have been interacting with you differently because I feel some resentment in my body. Right. A great practice, right? Because I'm all about practices Mm -hmm. here. For sure. Is communicating in such a way as I'm about to express right now. Cindy, I didn't clearly say to you when I heard that you were getting an iced coffee... I just thought, she's going to surprise me, and I expected you to bring me one, and when you show- didn't show up with one, I felt disappointed, and I felt abandoned and ignored, and I want to share that with you. That's how it made me feel. But I realized that I had unrealistic expectations of you, and that's what led to my disappointment.
1: So that's wonderful because you're expressing your feelings and you're owning your feelings, so you can't... Invalidate So someone else can't invalidate them because exactly. they belong to you. So it's right. not for me to say that's an incorrect response because those that's how you felt. So right. if I am in the space with you and I hear what you say, but then you say, but I own my part of it because I didn't communicate that to you. To me, that just sets everything right. It does. But how hard is it for someone to it's say very what you just said to that's me? A, that's a practice of vulnerability. And a lot of people don't like oh, that. Oh, no, no, it's, no, it's, no, no. Because it's the deep down icky part. Yes. But it's, you have to go through the icky part to get to the good part because that's the freedom. Right. But it's facing yourself and having to be honest because a lot of people, honesty is scary for them. It is very,
0: very scary. And that's another thing I love to do here on this podcast is to practice vulnerability or to help promote the practice of vulnerability. So the communication, when I think about the four agreements, they don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. The misunderstanding, sadness, and drama are, are side effects of unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So you could communicate your needs as scary as that can be. Mm-hmm. So let's take the coffee, for for example. Yes, I would love it. But can I ask you to make sure that they only put two creams and no sugar? Because I'm sweet enough. I don't need any sugar. Mm-hmm. That would have been a practice of, wow, she's asking me for something, but now I'm being like really picky about what I want. (laughs) But that, as scary as it is, is a much better practice than just saying coffee, no, I mean, cream, no sugar. And then when you get here, I'm like, oh, God, this is all cream. Then I'm disappointed Mm -hmm. because I didn't express my needs clearly.
1: Yes, and perception is a huge part because what you might think of as cream and one sugar isn't necessarily what the person that's making it because to them, maybe they like more than you, but how would you know that? How would she know that? So being very specific guarantees that you'll at least get the outcome that you're hoping for. Or expecting. Or expecting.
0: So clear communication. Clear communication. And when you feel um, disappointed from unrealistic expectations not being met, give yourself space to communicate that. As scary as that is, that's where healing really begins.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, too, when we're in long-term relationships, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a spousal one, but a familial one or a very close friend, we just assume, and again, here we go assuming again, but we become lazy emotionally lazy and we're not specific and we're not open and we're not maintaining that back and forth because we're settling in and getting comfortable right and we're not holding each other to that standard which i look at differently as expectation but if i'm in relationship with you then there should be this Open door policy between us, and we should have the freedom and the acceptance and the unconditional love with each other that we're able to express what we're saying and thinking and feeling and not worry about that recrimination or that judgment or that rejection. And when we hold back and we don't share that, we're not, we're, we're kind of discrediting the other person as you well. We're not being authentic, and we're not being authentic. But it's very easy to fall into that pattern like, well, we've been together for so long if you just know that this is what I like. Well, I knew that's what you liked two years ago, but how am I supposed to know that's what you wanted in that red hot minute? So staying in touch with each other and being verbal about it and making sure you understand and not just making it up or filling in the gaps or putting yourself in the position where I expect you to read my mind or I should do a better job trying to read your mind and not putting that on each other. Yeah, Communication. Huge. I recently
0: sent out um, a values assessment to a group that I'm working with, and it was interesting to, to hear what their hive. Their, well, first of all, it was really interesting to hear how much they struggled to break it down to three. I was like, top three, mm-hmm. I've realized that my number one value is integrity. Number two is communication. Yeah. I mean, and this is on top of love, family. Like sure. as far as I'm concerned, those are all at the top anyway. Wow, I just made an assumption there, right? That for everyone's you, is for you they are. <laughs> and and your yeah. vision of a
1: perfect world, they would be for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes,
0: correct. Wow, good catch. Um, but yeah, communication. Communication is key when it comes to not living with that <sighs> disappointment and the resentment. I hate resentment. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it feels, it feels very yucky. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the official definition of expectations halfway into the podcast, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. A belief that someone will or should achieve something. Well, you know how I feel about that word, should.
1: I do. Uh,
0: But I just wanted to read that to you. We also have written here that expectations are premeditated resentments. Let's talk about that.
1: Yes, because on, on the face of it, it's like, wow, that's profound. But then you look at it again, it's like, wow, that's confusing. Yeah, it is a
0: little confusing. We were talking about this right before we started actually recording. Premeditated. I was embarrassed when I first told Cindy this, but I'm like, serial killers, they're premeditated. <laughs> like I went right to murderers yeah, wow. or someone being murdered because that, for the most part, well, again, I'm generalizing here. I think of premeditated as something that I think of beforehand.
1: That's how I would think of it as well. And that, and that's the context with which we are acquainted with the, with the expression. So that's very easy conclusion to draw. Premeditated murder. It's like it's like salt and pepper. They kind of go together,
0: you know? Yeah, but I don't I want to think that I don't premeditate expectations. But perhaps I do.
1: Well, I you if the expectations are premeditated resentment by expecting people to be who you want them to be instead of accepting them for who they are, then right. you, if you engage in that practice, then you are in fact premeditating a resentment because you're planning to have it.
0: Oh God! I don't, it just I don't even like the way that feels. Yee,
1: I know it's like yeah,
0: <laughs> but that's an eye opener.
1: To it me is because
0: that's going to make me think a little bit more around expectations. So, expectations are premeditated resentments. Blech.
1: Yeah, I know. Who wants to premeditate that? I don't. <laughs> who, wants
0: to, who wants to create that? Not I want me. the freedom. I want the freeing feeling. Right. Not premeditated murder. No. Gosh, no. <laughs> We're not killing anybody, I promise. No. Humans have a natural tendency to pin their hopes for happiness on fulfilled expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Do any of you know someone who bases their happiness on the words
1: and actions of other people? I do. I know lots of people like that. I was actually very much like that once you were. upon a time I was, yes. Would I you figured, like to share a little bit about that? Well, I think that, that comes from the victim mentality versus asserting yourself and owning your power and taking responsibility for your life. So when you're in victimhood and when you live in blame and guilt, you just try to get conditions to change so you feel better as opposed to accepting your role in whatever the situation might be and taking personal responsibility for that. I think when you're in blame and guilt and victimhood, you just expect other people and things to change. So if I am feeling a certain way, If I take personal responsibility, then it's up to me to work on that. But if I'm in blaming guilt and victimhood, if I'm feeling a certain way, then I expect you to behave differently so I can feel better. Right. So I don't really have the full range of ability to change my situation because it's always contingent on what someone else is doing. And then by expecting them to be a certain way. And I lived that way for a long time. I expected mothers to behave like mothers and fathers to behave like fathers and all embody all the traits that you see on those sitcoms on TV. And they're always supposed to be the rock and the strong and the stable. And they are supposed to provide me with something that I need. So holding them to that expectation. But then you've got people that maybe drink too much or maybe smoke too much or maybe are a little verbally abusive or maybe emotionally cut off. And you have all these variables in between that you have no control over. That's just who they are. But expecting them to behave a certain way because they're a mother or a father sets you up for disappointment. Your words
0: caused me to reflect on something that happened when I worked at the Cambridge Hospital way back when. There was um, a fellow employee who was challenging, to say the least. This was... Around the time where that, that I started on my journey, when I started using affirmations, when I started realizing that all change begins within me mm-hmm. and that I can't change anyone, there came this level of starting to accept people for who they are. And so this is why I'm going here. So this woman, um, they decided they wanted to keep her. Things were changing. And all of a sudden, she was my manager. And I couldn't stand being around her. (laughs) Really, I couldn't. I was always like, she, 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 she makes my day miserable. Well, again, this was around the time that I started changing my perspective to, wait a minute, how am I being when she's around me? And what are my expectations of her? Okay. So I got to the point that I knew what she was like. And then I started expecting her to be that way rather than expecting her to be the way that I wanted her to be. Mm -hmm. And our entire relationship shifted. Amazing, Uh, isn't it? It was the most incredible thing. And it had nothing to do with her and it had everything to do with me and how I changed internally Mm. and then saw the situation from a different perspective. So... And I remember one of the guys that I worked with at the time was like, oh, my God, you're going to hate it. It's going to be awful her being in here, being your boss. (laughs) And I stopped him and I said, I'm sorry, I can't own that. That's your view of it. I'm not going to take that on because I don't want to take that on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to accept her for who she is, expect her to be the way she's always been and work my day. And like I said, everything changed. It was beautiful. And we, I mean, I can't say we got really close, but our working relationship was
1: so much better. Isn't that amazing how, because obviously they always say, you know, you can't change other people, which is true. Yep. Which is true. However, if you change your behavior. Exactly. Exactly they automatically change how they interact with you. Exactly. Because you inspire through your example. Right. So by changing yourself, you kind of help to change other people without trying to manipulate them. Right. Which is so fascinating. And I also know people, and perhaps
0: you do too, the listeners, and perhaps you do too, Cindy. Perhaps I do. That no matter where they go, they always have an altercation with someone. Yes. And... I don't want to go too much further into this because I think this is a different topic, but it can go back to those expectations of how one person can have the same sort of expectations for very different people in different environments and then still be in this space of I'm miserable. Right. You know, I'm unhappy. I'm disappointed. I feel resentment. We can just keep, we can just keep. Oh, there's so many things, so many paths that you can
1: diverge off you of for sure. wanted to talk about radical acceptance i did so i think it's a great way to deal because you said you know basically these are the expectations this is what the hazard of having them or, or or bonding to them is and then what can we do about them and i think the first step to releasing yourself from expectations that are either self-imposed or the ones that you perceive to be on you and vice versa is that you just Practice that radical acceptance, which is just basically means making peace with what is and just accepting things for as they currently are without wishing that they were any different. And acceptance doesn't mean agreeing. It just means that you're going to stop fighting reality for five seconds and just take a breath and say, you know what? This is where I am. This is how I am. This is who she is. This is how he is. And I'm just going to let that be okay because I can't do anything else about it in this in this moment. I cannot change anything about it in this moment. So I'm going to make peace with this moment and just let it go. And how does that work for your expectations? I think it it kind of puts them on hold because if you're just saying this is just the way it is, then you're and you're not wishing it's any different. Then you're not holding yourself to that expectation anymore. You right. kind of take it out of the picture. It's beautiful,
0: yeah. But what are people going to complain about? <laughs> we always have to complain, don't we? Complaining <laughs> is a non acceptance of what is. Complaining is not radically accepting it is
1: not so if you're practicing radical radical acceptance in the truest sense of the phrase then you don't have any room or desire or inclination to complain in theory and then what are they going to do with all that time oh my gosh read a book
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's true i've thought of that i I get i'm kind of getting off topic again which happens a lot it happens um because things come up um Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Forget it. I'm going to stay on course. We'll we'll revisit that. There's so much more to say. There is a lot to say. Um, Okay, so let's get back to our... our, What else we have written here. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Um, Just because I expect someone to behave the way I want them to is a need for control and power. How many of you have a need... To control how other people behave, I know I've done it with my children. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> and other people too. So just because, um, just because anyone expects someone to behave the way they want them to, is a need for control and power. And when we release control, that's scary. Very much so. That uncertainty, that surrender, that's that can be that can be as equally as scary as communicating directly and honestly from a place of vulnerability that that can be terrifying as well. Mhm. I agree. The only person we're ever really in control of is ourselves. And
1: even then, it yes. can be questionable. Yes, and then trusting someone else to bring us to where we need to go safely, metaphorically or in literally is, you know, requires a little bit of trust and trust is not something that's easy for people. Yeah, you got that right.
0: All right, so we've talked about personal, individual, collective. Let's touch on that for just a minute. Our expectations of our fellow community members, our, our states, the whole country, the world, what our expectations are, what are your expectations of other people as we're coming out of this pandemic? Mm -hmm. Not even coming out of it, as we've been in it. What are your expectations? I know I had some issues with Market Basket. I mean, I really was expecting them to have their shit together (laughs) a little bit more. (laughs) Damn it. And that led to... Awful resentment and anger and frustration. Absolutely. So I guess I want to invite you to check in, listeners, with your expectations of politicians, expectations of government officials, expectations of the people in your community and
1: and what they're doing or what they're not doing. (sighs) And how holding to those expectations are causing you pain. Yeah, and that's really, I don't know
0: how to, I guess I don't really know how to say this lately, but why do you want to hold on to that pain and that anger and that frustration? Because you're expecting a large group of people to be the way you want them to be, mm-hmm. depending on your own goals and values.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's where such as it, at least for me, such high levels of resentment and anger come in completely. When I expect an like a group of people, like why the hell aren't they all doing this? Check in. Let me check in for a second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why do I want to be disappointed by expecting? everyone to, I'm just using this as an ex, as an example why do I want to sit or have disappointment and resentment in my body when I'm expecting everyone to wear a mask or I'm expecting everyone to keep six foot distance and, and believe me I'm not making light of anyone who you know is is somewhat fearful about this sure <clears throat> excuse me no I don't have COVID <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there It robs us of our joy. So if we can shift our expectations, I expect myself to wear a mask when I go into a store. I expect other people to do what feels right to them. And I'm going to protect myself in any way. And my hope is others will do more of what I'm doing. Why?
1: Wow. To why? make you feel better. To make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you think out loud? I love it. Isn't it great? But that's what this is. This podcast is about. And I think that allowing your emotions to be present and being in truth about them is very helpful in terms of letting go of those expectations. Because like you just said, why would you want to be in disappointment and resentment? Because that doesn't feel good. Right. But the vast, maybe not the vast majority because now I'm generalizing, but there are groups of people out there, there are folks out there who would rather be right and they would rather everyone see them in their rightness than to feel peace, love, and joy. Right. They would rather just be right. They don't care about inner peace. And that's what's driving them is the ego and the need to be right, and the arrogance of that, the very arrogance of that, which is actually arrogance On is both sides. On both sides. Which, and, and when you think about it, arrogance is like just a clever little camouflage for insecurity. Yeah. Because I need to have the cloak of my ego and my arrogance to protect me, because deep down I don't feel very good about myself.
0: Wow. You hit something there. Mm. I think so. Hmm. And this is what happens. I go into this. Ah! (laughs) It's moments of silence. (laughs) Tangent number 12. (laughs) Okay. Um, Maintain ownership of our own choices. So for those of you listening, I just jotted down notes and we're going through the notes as we go through the podcast. Maintain ownership of choices. You touched on that a little bit earlier. It's owning your own shit.
1: Yes. Yes. You have to. Because, I mean, it's your responsibility. It absolutely
0: is. I had this expectation of you currently feeling resentment and anger in my body because you did not uh, meet those expectations and i want to communicate with that with you because i'm owning my own shit and i want to release this i want to feel better inside yes correct and that can be personal individual collective all three so this is a practice this is one thing that i really want to bring on this podcast and i've said this before are encouragement for different practices that you can integrate into your life so we both invite you cindy and i invite you to reflect throughout your day on your expectations of yourself other people and groups of people right the collective it may need to shift a little bit communication may need to open a little bit more and i i always recommend the use of affirmations I really do so going back to the one of the first things I said I forgive you for not being the person I expected you to be I give forgive myself for expecting too much of you I could point that towards myself I forgive you Shauna for what I write here I forgive you for not being the person in this moment that I expected you to be and I forgive myself for expecting too much
1: of you. I mean, you can do that with the personal, right? You certainly could. And one of my teachers told me one time, and stayed with me, he said, the truth when spoken in love will always be heard. Oh, yeah. I'm all
0: about that. Yes. One of my teachers posed a question to us once. Can you be direct and honest from a place of love and compassion? And that's been a practice of mine. For sure. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And it's getting easier every time I do it.
1: And I think learning how to phrase it, like you said, I feel. When this happens, this is how I feel. It's right. not saying when 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 you said this, you 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 you, 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 but it puts the onus on self and it says And hey, that's I'm. what a lot of people don't want. Right.
0: So let's take the collective for a second. Looking at a group of people that are pissing you off. Right. I forgive all of you. What do I have here? I forgive all of you for not being a group of people I expected you to be. Yes. And I forgive myself for having such high expectations of my fellow human beings.
1: Yes. What does that do for you? It makes makes... it a lot easier to go on Facebook. Oh, amen to that. (laughs) If you really want to test your patience and your resolve in this practice, go into your community Facebook group. I promise you, you need patience.
0: I had a friend post yesterday. It was the funniest goddamn thing. She posted a photo, and in her post, she she wrote what she wanted to write. And then she wrote, this is not an opportunity for you to tell me about this or this or to school me on this or to school me on that. And at the bottom, she wrote, she did a hashtag, scroll on. Yes. I laughed yes. so, so hard. And then she had uh, the hashtag make Facebook fun again. I'm like, oh, Amen. I know. Um, okay, so coming back, is there anything else that you wanted to say about expectations?
1: Well, like you said, when um, you have realistic versus unrealistic, I think a realistic expectation like you asking me to come here at noon or us deciding we were going, I was going to be here at noon and me showing up, that is a cooperative kind of thing because if I didn't show up, then you would have every right to be disappointed in me because i let you down so i think you have to allow some room in for some expectations are completely normal right. and are kind of benign you don't really have to worry about that kind of thing but in terms of someone's behavior i expect you to behave this way that's when you really have that premeditated resentment because now i'm projecting on you how i think you should be yes. acting yes
0: well said if you didn't show up here when I expected you to, I don't, I honestly don't think anger or resentment would have settled in for, I, I think at first I would have been like, what the hell's going on? Let me reach out to her. You know, yes, okay. concern. Yeah. Sure. And if you didn't, for whatever reason, I would have been like, all right, well, I think I'll go take May for a walk. Right? Because it, my, the expectation was, it was here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it wasn't. My happiness wasn't dependent on
1: it. Ah, there you go. There not you that go. I'm not
0: happy to see you. Of I'm course. to see yeah. you. But... And sure, I would have been like, oh, I was really looking forward to recording today. But then I would have gone on with my day. Yes. So it's that, it goes back to what I said here. Humans have a natural tendency to pin their hopes for happiness on fulfilled expectations. This perfect example. Yep.
1: Expecting conditions to be a certain way so you can feel better when you're really the one that decides how you're gonna feel about right. something.
0: But that's ownership and that's scary for a lot of no.
1: people.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We're done with expectations for the day. We went over a few minutes, but that's okay because we just kept going on that we conversation. Got right. some
1: nuggets in there. Um where can folks find you? Folks can find me on the Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, I promise that I'm not very confrontational on Facebook. (laughs) I'm not at all. Uh, Cindy Lou's Training Studio is my public page. Cindy Springford is my private page. And Love Your Body Project Health Coaching and Personal Training is also my public page on Facebook. And then I'm on the Instagram at, at CL Training Studio, I believe.
0: All right, we'll link it all when we share. Yeah.
1: I um, noticed that I still have you as Springfield
0: in my phone. I need to oh, change it's so that. Oh, so common. Remember I, when I first... Yes. Yeah.
1: Everyone does that. It's either Springfield or Springwater or Springboard. Springwater. I, t- I've had that before. Yes. Oh apparently, my apparently, my name is not very common. I did not know this. Like my husband said that there's only a few of us, and we came from England. I'm like, well, okay then. All righty.
0: I'm Shauna Gobrand, the only one in the world right now. Let's hope it stays that
1: way. Cross my fingers. And I've done
0: a Google search. Um, I want to share with you that I am going to be creating a new professional Facebook page. I just deleted my old one. I needed to get rid of it. I needed to start fresh. So that's coming soon. You can find me on Facebook though. Facebook.com/ShaunaGelbrand. And there's going to be changes to Hawks and Lavender Rose coming soon, which I'm really excited about. Lots of things in the works. Awesome. And Cindy is going to be here joining me, um, hopefully on a more regular basis. That sounds And I'm great. excited about that. Thank you all so much for listening. Please check in with your expectations. Um, check in with... How willing you are to communicate a little bit more deeply with those around you. And um, strive for peace, ease, well-being, and freedom. And don't
1: expect arguing with people on the Internet is going to change their mind. No. Or memes. (laughs) Shouldn't throw that in there. Because memes aren't facts.
0: (laughs) But memes are fun. Memes are fun. All right, everyone, thank you so much. Namaste.
1: Namaste.